Welcome to the PK Soap Show. Welcome to the PK Soap Show. Hello. Hey everyone. Welcome to this edition of PK Social. We're excited about this week. This week's episode is very, very different. It's um We're on episode three. Yeah. Um, this is the episode we kind of see more into what's going on with Grace and her love child, I guess, if you want to call it. Um, we also see where Lady May is still struggling with some of the things she struggled with last season, aka Max horrible acts that he committed toward a lot of the girls at the church. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so yeah, so we start out with this episode and Lady May basically tells Pastor Greenleaf, well I guess he's not a pastor right now, but whatever. She tells her husband that she had this dream and um, she kind of goes into detail and lets him know she dreamed that he was standing at the I want to say in the church was it in the church wherever it was he no had, it was in a gallery or something it was something weird and he had a knife and it was bloody and he was saying i'm sorry well he 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 she implied that he cut the picture okay yeah my yeah. bad he could have picked but I she implied she that he cut the, the picture knife. of christ in half a painting that was hanging on the wall did she or something. not say something yeah. about blood yes there was he had the knife in his hand there was blood on the knife and he just looked at the blood and looked at the knife and looked at her and said he was sorry but she then comes to realize after her first off his response was quite yeah, hilarious she so basically she tells him about the dream and he looks at her like okay and she tells him her interpretation of the dream which is oh you need to apologize to the church for i guess your wrongdoings whatever those may be because at this point there are quite a few so anyway her dream she interpreted is he he's got some issues that he needs to take care of and he tells her i'm trying to remember what keep your dreams to yourself yeah <laughs> like uh what do you say like he used some some i can't yeah, remember he used an example Joseph? of the bible jonah or someone he used an example in the bible we should probably him. know this one yeah we should but um he told him he Who told was her, it? Was it Joseph the dreamer? I'm definitely not going to see that. Anyway, he had a scripture reference. It was like, like so and so in the Bible. Keep your dream to yourself. I don't I don't think it was. But anywho, he Who had the coat of many colors. <laughs> it would make sense. No, whoever had the coat of many colors it was Joseph. Oh, when Joseph. I thought he only had one. Or maybe it was. It, was it his brother telling him to keep his dreams to himself? Probably. We don't know yet. You know what? Who knows? Because who's to say that this fictional pastor had the scripture right? Maybe we right. He was wrong about who. Well, anywho. Yeah. We don't care about that. Uh, but. <laughs> so, yes. Basically, he's telling her, keep it to yourself. Until I get this dream, I'm not making this apology. Right. So, um, you know, I guess she's just going to have to deal with it for now. Because in her mind, it's like, okay, I shared my dream with you, and this is your sign to get it together, and you want to get it together. So, the next thing, um, we come across one of the church members. I believe her name is Misty. And she comes up to the church. She's looking for Grace. Apparently, Grace has scheduled... Um, she had a counseling session with her, or...? She was supposed to go with Misty, this church member, 
to check on her daughter. Apparently her daughter is back on drugs and she wanted Grace, I guess, to be the, the helping counsel. Like, what should I do? How do I fix this? So Grace and all of her skeletons that she's dealing with completely forgot about this lady. Grace, meanwhile, has told her mom that she had to go back to Arizona to handle something with her ex-husband, but in actuality, she went to visit her love child, who is now being Why do you keep calling him the love child? Because he's a love child. Well, I mean, he's just a grown man now who she abandoned, and but he's she's still bitter. treating him like a love child. Well, He's still that little... Okay. Um... <laughs> Yeah, Amber's. Okay, so yeah, she um is dealing with that. Um, do you call it a halfway house? It's that work release center. Oh, right. I'm outside I of the building. Call it house, but anyway, Probably. she's at the work release center with her son. He's out of prison and he has to get back on his feet. He asked for money, so I guess she decided to see money. She should go see him, which that's the least she could do. So, um, yeah, meanwhile, everyone thinks she's taking care of business with her ex-husband, but she's handling that. So, back in Memphis, um, Misty comes to the church. She can't find Grace. Of course, Phil, I'm so tired of Phil. Phil overhears her conversation with um, the church secretary and says, you know what, Grace isn't here, but I can assist. Of course, he says, Corinne. She's like, no, I refuse strict orders by Grace to just call her if there's an issue. He's like, no, I'll handle it. Like, basically, he wants to see what the issue is with this member because this is his golden opportunity to steal and someone he's, from And yeah, he's definitely probably trying to figure out as well why she's out of town. Like, she did, he wasn't aware that well, yeah. she wasn't even around. I so. think he is, but him helping his lady ain't going to help him figure out. No, it won't. Nope. But it's a good opportunity for him to try to win over a member to his side, I guess, versus Grace's side, since they're playing side. So anyway, um, the member hashes out whatever she needs to hash out with Phil. Um, meanwhile, Corinne calls Lady May and lets her know, look, I just tried to um, tell this church member that I would get in contact with Grace for her. But Phil has basically whipped, whipped her away whisked her away so what do I do of course Lady May drops everything makes the pastor come with her and they go straight to Misty's house and they wait on her um they end up talking to her and let her know look Grace isn't here we're not sure what you discuss with Phil but whatever the issue was let us help you she's Misty is just dead set on saying no I've already handled it with Phil thanks but no this doesn't concern you at that point, Lady May, I guess, feels like she can use her, her she can use her Lady May magic, and she asks Pastor to go warm up the car while she talks to Misty. Well, while she's talking to Misty, thinking she's gonna win her over, Misty ends up telling her, honestly, I do not want help from you. Although you may think that Pastor Greenleaf and his discrepancies and issues was the reason why most members wanted y'all gone, it really had less to do with him and more of you. Of course, at this point, Lady May is just so shocked and so <laughs> surprised. Me, like, what on earth could I have done? And that's when, you know, she politely tells her, a lot of us, I guess, members, she made it sound like a lot of the ladies in the church, 
Do not believe Lady May's story that she literally had no idea that Mac was not only messing with all these young girls, but using he was using their scholarship fund to basically pay off the family. So, of course, she dropped that bomb on her. Lady May continued to say, I didn't know, whatever. But I feel like at that point, it was kind of on her face. Like, she's she's still guilty and she has And embarrassed. Yeah, it it's was kind of like, you got your bubble buzz. This yeah. lady pretty much told you. So anyway, she gets back to the car. And instead of her letting Bishop know what just transpired, she just says, I don't want to talk about it. He asked her, you know, how did it go? Did you make any progress? And she's just like, I don't want to talk about it. So I feel like at that moment, there she go again, still being a hypocrite because you <laughs> straight up told this man you had a dream about him. Like that was, to me, that was your opportunity to just let him know, okay, the dream wasn't about you, it was about me. They're going to get eventually. She does eventually, but I feel like she should have done it at that moment. I think she still was. She shocked. doesn't do it until she's at home crying and he sees her crying. Yeah, she's she's still in shock that that's how people feel about her. Her, I think she's more concerned about her perception. I still don't think it's the actual guilt of what happened to your daughter. I think at that moment it was mm. still the perception of oh my god, they think I'm a monster. This yeah. is my church. I'm gonna lose my church because this is what they really. In this episode, I can't remember who she was talking to, but I hear her say on the phone, she says, my church. I'm thinking. Yeah. She still feels it's her church. Like, she's just. Well, how was it her church? She was never the pastor. Or was she, or was she, she pastor was, for like no. two minutes? I mean, as first lady, she probably still feels like, I'm the lady of this house. This is my home. This is my church. These are my people. So she probably still, you know, has that same feeling. Because it's not like they resigned or stepped down or retired. They were forced out. So she still has uh, regret and feeling some kind of way because they are no longer a part. And she's, to me, she's reaching. She's doing whatever she can to stay relevant yeah. and to stay necessary and important to the church. And it's just not working. You know what's weird? When I think about Greenleaf and I think about the church, I don't. we don't ever say ministry. We call it a church. It's a church. Of course it's a church. But I'm saying well, it's obvious episode, that they're not really a ministry. Like it's about no, the structure episode, of a church. I heard, I did hear Lady May make reference to ministry. This was like the first time I've ever what heard she her say in an episode. I'm trying to remember who she was talking to. But it was in one of her rants. I want to say when she was talking to the pastor and letting him know that Phil has moved in on Misty. And basically, she felt like he's trying to steal, you know, a member from them. That's when she was complaining about Harmony and Hope and saying they're all about the money, they're all about this, that, and the other. They're not about ministry. Now, she didn't say we're about ministry, but she did say exactly. they're not about ministry. So. They have no, they're not ashamed of not being forthright or outcoming of, forthcoming about not being a ministry. To me, you're camouflaging what you do in ministry, but it's really not ministry. Like, I just, Lady May is just always, we've just, I've just always had this weird feeling about Lady May mm -hmm. from, from every season. She seems to be, she reminds me of, of course. Like, it's and just, you know what? I was thinking it when I was watching, I think, last week's episode, where it was like, I feel like Carissa is getting more and more, even though she's despised. 
Just like this man, your husband is telling you he wants to hold on this land, hold on to this land for some purpose, probably a ministry purpose, and because he couldn't tell you, you know, flat out exactly what he wanted that ministry to be, you kind of didn't care, you kind of didn't want to wait on him anyway, because I forgot in this episode, his week is up. He was supposed to be praying about the land that they have that she wants to sell. She goes and tells him the week is up, and I found someone who wants to buy it. And he's still not happy about it, but... In her mind, he really didn't even give her a response. She just assumes he's going to be okay with it, but he did not respond to her. Probably still out of shock that you would have the nerve to go to go get the land evaluated or whatever. And we, I said, I don't want to sell it. Period. Yeah, and I feel like you know that's something Lady May would do. What's more important to me right now? It's not this land that you might need for ministry. Well, I will say this: this is the difference between Carissa and Lady May. Carissa is at least Lady May would have politically dressed up her reasoning. She would have polished it where it didn't seem selfish and where it didn't seem like it was necessarily for her, That's but true. for the good or the benefit of the of people. The, yeah. the people that she's over, the flock. Well, that just means Carissa's not gonna flodge. If she really want it for her, she's gonna say, I want this land for us. We and need a house. Which, which makes me just to me just solidifies my thought about Carissa. Carissa mm-hmm. could care less about the church. Carissa yeah. would be a horrible I think first this, lady. Yes, at this point, she really could care less yeah. about the church. She place. just, and because she's all concerned I think about she how tried. she feels. And I think when they went to Triumph, she was going to try. Well, to me, you only wanted to try to make it work because you had no choice. You didn't have the choice of making it you work. You weren't at Calvary. Calvary anymore, right. So you just going to try to do something at Triumph. Correct. So, uh, true that. True these that. women give first ladies and other ladies of the cloth just bad reps they're just yes ladies of the cloth they give them bad reps so yes this first half we basically see all of that play out um, mainly with lady may and this church member and lady may having to come to the realization even though it wasn't on her own she still had to come to the realization that she had some issues of her own and she has not addressed them right when all this stuff happened with matt she didn't take any responsibility, you know. Because I agree. Like, how did you not know what he was doing with the scholarship money? So, anyway, there was, um, we can touch on Charity a little bit. I feel like she was useless in this episode. But, um, the first thing where we see her, she is in her office, or in an office at the church. And she's having a conversation with the choir director, or the ministry of music, whatever you want to call him. But, anyway, the homosexual that has been very active in their music ministry for quite some time and he's playing a song for her harmony and hope has this i guess church anthem i don't know what you want to call it but they have a song that they play at every church allegedly and now they want to play it at calvary so he was letting charity listen to the song and yeah the song was pretty terrible i mean (laughs) it it was terrible it was, it was just, terrible it just reminded me of a different culture and yeah, because for lack of better words yes it was a white song. you can't well not a white song <laughs> for not lack of better terminology well no maybe like a, a now, more southern you, style if they played it at church it was a southern if they play song. if that was played at our church would, would I mean, the comment not be made why they playing that white song somebody's or, going to say that or or 
we would never Not be in a predicament one, where we would be we're talking about but harmony and america harmony and hope doesn't they needed i mean be real they need black churches that's why they went after calvary like to make their umbrella more multicultural and more diverse, but they needed not a church. Really that diverse. Like, why don't y'all have a church anthem that that does no, cater to one group? Of course, and that, and honestly, I feel like that's why Cherry got upset. Like, right? It's not a matter of who sung the song, but how the song was, how how it was composed, right. and how it did not appeal to a certain group of people. But same token, it lacked soul. What the, and, and most what? soul music is associated with which people? Okay, I'm just saying. That's what, what I'm, I'm saying. saying. I'm not saying it's a black and white thing. I it's think just, Kelly Clarkson could have sung it. She could have, and she is. But had she sang it in that melody, it still would have sounded more like, like it was still for African Americans because she has that type of voice. The fact that this time, and I'm and I'm hoping that in the next episode, what Charity is going to going do, to do is, with the song, I feel like I feel she'll like she's gonna remix it, it and make yeah. it soulful, to so where it's not just for this genre, this group of people, or Correct. this group of people, or this people, the group of people that like this genre. Correct. She's gonna make it sound more universal. I think so. Yes, I hope. I hope not, that's what happened. It was not a universal song. Now, yeah. you know, don't get offended by that comment, but that's what a lot of black people would say about oh. that song. Well, that song in particular, it caters to harmony. It caters to harmony and hope brand, and that's something unfortunately Grace did not see, or the Deacon Board back then when they were interested in turning the ministry over to Harmony mm-hmm. and Hope. They didn't realize, you know, even though Harmony and Hope may have their their, uh, their representatives. They may have their representative type he's churches. He's choking because he doesn't have any real power. He's just a face. Well, I really do think that they should have looked into the ministries of Harmony and Hope to see if it was something that would that would be suitable for their church. It's just not suitable for the type of well, church. Well, I'm with Charity. Charity heard it. She was not a happy camper. No, she wasn't. And I, I can feel her. I mean, let me not, okay, let me change what I said whether it's a white song or a black song, that song was boring. That song was for a certain demographic. It was catering to a certain demographic. Well, no. Well, yeah, it did. It catered to a certain demographic. Honestly, now that I think about it, instead of it, I feel like it catered more toward old people. Because there are some songs That's why I said Southern. Because to me, the style was was just different. Because I know a lot of young Southern quote-unquote children who probably would have been okay with that song. That's true. Granted, they may not attend an African American, predominantly African American inner city church, right, or urban church. But this but is a predominantly African American. It's not inner city. Probably urban. Yeah. It's an African American church, and the African American churches that I have been to do not think songs like that. And I would be very interested in knowing. I'm gonna get a little off subject here, but I would be very interested in knowing um, exactly what churches or church was uh, considered when they developed Calvary and when they developed. I don't think they're ever um, gonna say that. No, but they just, it's just it's just interesting so that it would be drama that people would immediately try to attach drama to this church. Drama. You say yeah. what churches you got that inspiration for? 
somebody's gonna try to attach yeah. any of these storylines to somebody's I def- church. Correct. I definitely don't think they would do it, but I am very interested in what churches, especially since they're based in Memphis, right? What churches they would attach to. But anyway, another time for another day. Um, next on this episode, well, yeah. So basically, you know, to wrap that up, Charity hears a song. She's not happy. She says she's gonna call Judy. So I'm assuming that Judy is Harmony and Hope's Minister of Music director or director or something of, like that. Yeah. So she tells, um, I cannot remember his name, but she tells the guy the that um, she's gonna call Judy, and he's like, "Please don't do that. You're gonna get me in trouble." Grace has given very strict directions that if we have an issue that goes to Judy, it goes to her first. Course, that rubs charity the wrong way because I guess it's just one more reminder that she's not an authority and that's an issue for her. So she says, Fine, I will talk to Grace. Of course, Grace is nowhere to be found when she finds that out. She says, Forget it, I'm just going to go ahead and let Judy know how I feel about this song. So, anyway, we'll come back to that, but yeah, that is where we leave her. She decides she's going to let Judy know. Um, so in the next scene, we're gonna skip back over to Lady May. She's um, at her home and she's crying. And I want to say at that moment, was she looking at a picture of Faith? I think she was looking at a picture of Faith. Mm-hmm. And she cries. Um, the bishop walks in. He sees her crying, and now all of a sudden she wants to admit her guilt. She tells him, you know, what Misty told her about how basically. We know you weren't innocent in that Mac scandal. You had to know something. He was molesting these girls, paying them off quote unquote. And I, I must agree with Misty. I do. I mean, I just don't see how for years you don't know that someone that close in your family is just and being even, even in that moment I was confused because she was saying something. I don't know if she was trying to talk through with Bishop, but at one point she said, but I did know. And you know he what? says, no, you didn't. Yeah. And I'm like, what is going well, on I don't. I, I think she's probably realizing I suspected something. Maybe she's putting and stuff so, together. Yeah, and she's I, thinking maybe about, thinking thoughts in the past, scenarios, situations that she might have found and confronting him. I was hoping that's what she meant. I'm like, okay, surely she's not saying she knew. Maybe she's saying, you know what? I, I, I had, had a woman intuition something. about something yeah. and I ignored it. But if my intuition was, you know, that's kind of hard. Me, yeah, that's so hard because you probably. But it really shouldn't be that hard. I mean, I'm not going to judge. I don't know. Well, when it, I'm not talking about the money situation, but even oh. dealing with the children, like. What children? Your daughter. Like, I just. Were well, you not like in tune with your, your family or did you really just not know what was going on? When she said out of her mouth, I knew. I mean, I, I guess she didn't mean literally. But the fact that she even said it, whether it was literally or figuratively, they just were Maybe because she went through a similar situation, so she may have She known feels the like signs I should have, yeah, like I knew the signs. Yeah. Maybe that's what she was saying. I knew the signs, yeah. but I didn't. Oh, Greenleaf, Greenleaf. Yeah. We're in for a great season. Uh, we hope you guys liked our episode, our bonus with uh, the millennials and the church. We're going to do some more surprise bonus episodes in the future. Yeah. But we're so glad that you tuned in and remember, tell us what you think. Tell us your thoughts so that we can discuss them on the podcast as well. If you have your own thoughts about Greenleaf or just up. church life, 
church in general or religions in general, just let us know. You can always check us out on... Actually, let us know on Instagram. Um, whenever we post an episode, we always post a link on Instagram or we'll do um, a regular post on our page just reminding you to go listen to the podcast. So just hit comment, tell us your thoughts on the episode or your thoughts on our thoughts. And you can hit us up at the, at the PK Social. That's our Instagram. And on Facebook, also, we the are PK. the PK Social. Or you can email us for any reason at all. Um, our email address is thepksocial at gmail.com. Yep. Let us know if you have any comments. So glad that you guys are tuning in. Tell a friend. Share our podcast so we can grow together. Have a good week.